0: Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. Our topic for today is teaching kids independence. Yes. And I guess we should add the clarification. We're really, on this episode, talking about teaching young kids independence because we think it's a problem that young kids are just by default <laughs> uh, dependent yes. and they need to learn independence. But then as they get older, the inverse problem arises and... Teenagers want to be increasingly independent, and we want to bring them back to some things in the home. And uh, So we're talking about the front end of that on this episode, teaching young kids independence.
1: Yeah, and I think it's uh, super needed and maybe something that could be overlooked as time goes on, as kids grow and they can do more. Sometimes it's almost a surprise to parents like whoa, i didn't know they could do that now, you know, cuz life is busy, but i i do think too in the culture we live in, we can see some bad examples of it or some problems with parents who are over, i don't know, protective, right? You hear like that helicopter mom saying where it's just always there, always trying to help or fix the solve the problem or step in and do the thing, you know we can see that there are some bad examples around us just if you're out at parks and wherever. It's just clear that uh, at least for moms and dads sometimes too, we just want to protect or do everything for our kids, take care of everything. We think maybe, I don't know, we're making it easier or whatever.
0: Well, maybe it's because we think we're making it easier for them or maybe (laughs) it's just the case that it's easier for us to do everything.
1: True. I'm faster.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Faster and better. Yeah. So not only can you do the job faster in terms of time, right? but the end product is going to look nicer or be better than if a kid did it. So it is easier to just do stuff ourselves more often than not. Mm -hmm. It's actually more work for us to teach our kids how to do something and then delegate that responsibility for them to do it on their own and become independent. Right. But that's the work that we're saying here on this episode, we've got to be committed to doing. Otherwise, it's going to be problematic
1: Mm -hmm.
0: now and certainly later. Yes. When you think about the problems, if you never teach your kids independence, that's going to be a problem throughout their childhood in some of the ways you're describing, but it's also going to be a problem when they grow up because now they're going to be incompetent Mm -hmm. to do certain things Mm -hmm. and they are going to be a dependent adult.
1: Yes. Yes. And... I think dependent adults kind of wait around for others to solve their problems for them, right? They're not ambitious people. They're not, potentially, they may not be hard workers because they're just kind of like, what do I do? I'm hoping someone fixes. I mean, I think you create maybe a character of, of laziness or, you know, yeah, a lack of hard work or discipline if you're just the disciplined one and you're doing all the work for them. So. Totally. Think that's some of the problems. Are there more problems if we don't do this? I don't know. <laughs> Just that we have to solve the problems for them. Yeah, that's it, it's true. Not good. No, it's true. It gets I think when I've really seen this in my own life, it's because I've I'm tired. I'm extra tired because I've solved everyone's problems. I've done it, seems like I've done everything for everyone. I'm not putting some of the burden or putting some of the responsibility of the tasks around the house or in their lives on them. It's like, I've shouldered it all. I've answered thousands of questions. I've done everything. And wow, that's exhausting as the parent as well. It's like, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. We could teach the kids and then expect them to do it. I mean.
0: Right. And you know, sometimes it takes me coming home and entering into the context of the home mm-hmm. in, in what you know, you've been steeped in this context all day. Right. You've just been solving problems, you've just been going. And I'm like, yeah. hold on, time out. Like you kids, you need to do that yourselves. Right. Or right. you know, I I tell you often, Bethany, mm-hmm. you're you're too nice. You're yes. you're too nice with right. our kids. And so if you're not careful, Mm -hmm. you'll be too nice to them by doing too many things for them. Yes. And so it does take, I would say, uh, an opportunity to to pause and reflect and consider how am I delegating? How am I teaching my kids independence? Where can I do more in this area and expect more out of my kids? Because it might not naturally come up.
1: Yes. And I think it takes the tension off of me parenting a little bit or the expectations I have for myself to have certain things at a certain level. It's like, <clears throat> sorry, that now the kids are expected to do that and I'm helping them along in the process. So it's going to take a little bit of time for them to learn it, but it's worth it in the long run for sure.
0: That's right. Okay, so let's get into a brief discussion then of how to cultivate independence in your kids. How do you teach your kids to be independent people.
1: Yeah, I I think it, the first thing I think of is realistically know what your kids can or should be able to do, right? Every child's different strengths weaknesses, but even just ages. I know sometimes I will look at these lists created online, these chore lists, you know, by age or developmental lists by you know, by age five, your child can do this by age eight, or, you know, they have these different lists out there everywhere. And I have looked through those, printed those off and just thought about, okay, this is where my four separate children are at. They should be able to do X, Y, Z, but this other kid, oh, well, he can't do all of that. He only can do a few other things. So, I mean, I just, just having an awareness of what they really can accomplish, what would be too much or what you might be like, I don't know, giving them like Too easy of jobs. You know, you got to kind of know the right mix there.
0: Right. So identify tasks that are age appropriate for Mm -hmm. each kid. Yeah. And that stretch them a little bit, not too much, not too little. Right. And give them. So that's step number one is just identify. So you have some research to do. Yeah. You've got a little bit of homework to do on your end to figure out um, what are my kids capable of doing Mm -hmm. in my home, in my context, in, in, you know, our given scenario, what can they do?
1: Right. I think And that's list,
0: list those things out. Okay. Yeah. Then what?
1: I think, well, next would be to delegate responsibilities then. Okay. Decide. And, and I think this is where I can get a little bit like gung ho. Okay. I'm going to teach them all like 50 things today. Cause I'm all pumped about it. But really I think just one at a time or maybe two at a time, whatever those tasks you've identified, you need to delegate that responsibility, make it clear that this is now on their shoulders, and then also teach them, train them how to do the thing, how to do it well, cuz I have a few, we have a few, right babe, who do the the task, you know, all of the way to the end. We have one that throws the toys under the couch, you know, yeah. when they're picking up toy or whatever. I mean, so it's like this is what I expect you to do and here's the complete way it looks, here's beginning to end how it goes. Now you do it type of a thing. So delegate and train.
0: Yeah. So the delegating is not as easy as just saying, hey, this is your new <laughs> job. This. You've got to do this every Monday for the rest of the school year. Right. It'd be nice if it was that easy and, and maybe on the rare chance it is every once in a while. But more often than not, you're going to have to sit down and explain to that kid, here's what this looks like. And you're going to have to walk them through it. And then you're going to have to do the same thing the next time oh, right. and the next time. Right. T- until they're capable of doing it on their own. Yes, And that's, you know, we mentioned that earlier, this is more work than doing it yourself. For sure. But this is the work that you need to do for the sake of your kids. Yeah. To teach them and prepare them to be um, independent people.
1: Yeah. And it's funny, sometimes too, you almost have to do like a retraining session. Like I'll call all the kids over and be like, let's go over how we do this again. Let me just show you what I mean by wiping the table down. Let's take take a look at this example here. That's not great. So it's, it's teaching them and having them practice it. And then every once in a while, it's almost like we've slipped or they've maybe gotten lazy. Let's retrain. So you're constantly kind of in this cycle as you're teaching independence of training and then coming back and retraining as you see the needs arise.
0: That's great. Then what, what do you do after (laughs) that? (laughs) Tell (laughs) me.
1: Well, maybe this is a separate thing. I don't know, but I, I put down like, we need to have clear expectations for the kids.
0: I get the sense that you're like kind of fired up about this topic.
1: (laughs) Well, this is like something I see in my life that I'm maybe not as naturally good at. Like you say, I'm too nice or whatever. I try to do too much or I just I just figure I can do it. So I've been confronted with this in my own life, even in my quiet times and and discussions we've had, you and I. So I am fired up. It's like, you know, we got to do this. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't want my kids lazy. I don't want them dependent on me. I want them to be able to work, work hard. I want them to know what I expect of them and, and then they're happy as well because they know the expectations. So... That's all to say. Be clear on the expectations. Okay, that's step number three. Right. So you've given them, you've figured out what they can do, you've trained, taught them how, showed them how, and then you're clear on the expectations, which means as you're teaching them, if they haven't met them, you need to walk them over and show them. And this is where the temptation for me sneaks in again when I see they've done a bad job it's like I just want to pick up the broom and sweep that those few few corners (laughs) or let me just get the scrubber and scrub that or let me just oh she didn't get her water for school let me just fill it up for her didn't you
0: say that just happened
1: yeah right I, I mean exactly exactly so the kids an example of this today they uh-huh. have to pack up their backpacks and they have quite a few things right now with covid you know the masks and the water and the chromebooks and the snack and and i try to remind them and we've practiced and we've gone over it but somebody forgot one of the important elements today and shouted it out in the car actually there were a little tears shed but i said i'm sorry i can't go back As you know it's part of the you i reminded you what you needed to get and We don't have the time to go back. We'll all be late for school. And so the expectation was that you pack your backpack and it didn't happen this time. And there's just natural consequences to that. You won't have that item today, you know?
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you didn't rescue that kid and solve the problem for them. And you allowed the natural consequence to be the natural consequence. Yes. So for them to feel the pain a little bit of, you know... And, and so it's surprising coming from you because you're like the water fanatic in our house. <laughs> if someone says they don't have a water bottle, I would think that you would like the alarm sound sounds. the alarms. It does. Yeah. So I'm really proud of you. Yeah. That, that's, well, this is a big step.
1: <laughs> I like water. Water is, you know, the building block of life. <laughs> it's true. We need it. Okay. Uh, water is solves everything. Let's just I, that's I know. just a bonus item for all the listeners. Water right. solves any ailment yeah. in my mind. <laughs> and in
0: this case, water is not only key to your health, mm-hmm. but it's also key to you learning independence. Independence. If you're
1: a kid. Yeah. You you can use it for a lot yep. of things. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. So that that you just added a couple more steps onto the end. Okay. If I'm just kind of tracking here what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you said, you know, first, let's identify what they can do. Second, let's delegate and train them to do those things. Right. Third, uh, let's be clear on the expectations Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: make sure that they understand what we're expecting them to do. And then a fourth thing that you were just talking about is requiring them to do it and then also them Uh not rescuing them when they fail.
1: Yes. So uh, yeah, requiring them to do it, whether you have a chore chart or whether you have something organized or it's a part of their morning routine. I mean, there's a different, a lot of different creative ways to require them to do it, but don't let them slide back into asking you for help or having you do it or, you know, you starting to sneak in and kind of, oh, I'll just do this today. I think once that happens, you've really opened the door to going back to the responsibility being on your shoulders not that you can never help your kids in a jam or something, of no. course, but I just think that you should say this is now what you're doing from here on out, and this is part of life, you know?
0: Yeah. It seems like really closely connected to what we're talking about here is also equipping our kids to solve problems on their own. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, that that's a little bit different, you know, you're talking about equipping them to do certain tasks and teaching them how to do those tasks. Yeah. Maybe there's another side of that coin that says, maybe this isn't an assignment, but there's something that's fallen on your lap, a problem, and you need to figure out how to solve it. Yes. If you're an independent person and you're learning this skill, then you're going to be able to independently solve that problem. But I think more often than not, kids are not problem solvers. They, the way, well, they are, the way they solve a problem <laughs> yeah. is they go to mom, mom or they go to dad and right. that's like, boom, I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to go right to the person who can make it happen. And in doing so, we teach our kids, yeah. here's how you solve problems. You come to me right. and I solve them for you. Yes. So your part in the process is do nothing and tell someone who can do something about it, which is not what we want to teach our kids over the long run of their childhood.
1: Right. I love that you bring that up because I, we talk about that a lot with our kids and it's something I've started to say is, and it's been a while now, but have you solved the problem on your own? And you're talking about these relationship interactions or even just come up to something difficult. I don't know what to do, right? The immediate reaction of the kids is usually help, you know, just right away, just come and do it for me. And I think, too, in relationship problems, you know, brother and sister arguing or both want the same thing. We're trying to say you need to be independent enough to use the tools we've given you to how to solve the problem. And then I expect you now to solve the problem. Don't whine at me. Don't tattle. And if you solve the problem incorrectly, there's a consequence. So it's just one of those things that we keep saying is if someone walks up to me in the house everyone but you, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> if someone walks up to me in the house and says, you know, Oh, help me. Or so-and-so did this, or I need that. My question is often, have you tried to solve the problem first? And then if they shake their head or kind of, it's like, what did you do? What did yeah. you do? You know, cause, yeah. cause sometimes it's like, I tried to solve the problem by screaming, you know, or something that we have taught them not to do. But I tr- I'm i trying to st- have them think, I need to be able to figure this out on my own first.
0: That's right. Yeah, I think that's really good. And usually the only time I get that question is when I'm looking for a food item <laughs> in the pantry. And I'm like, where is the can <laughs> of beets? Right. And you're like... Uh, did you look? I did. did. Did you try to solve the problem on like, your own?
1: Like, did you actually and, look, or just like look into the pantry? But here's, <laughs> but here's the
0: crazy thing. Usually, the answer is yes, I did.
1: I know, and I great. just didn't
0: see it. And then you, you already know uh-huh. where it is without even looking in the pantry. That's true.
1: It's true.
0: You have an encyclopedic knowledge of where everything is in the pantry
1: and kind quite amazing. Of in the entire house. Yeah. Really? It's really <laughs> it's scary. <a> special gift. <laughs> I think moms are given those special gifts yeah. to know where everything in the house is.
0: Okay. So people listening to this might be overwhelmed at the idea yes. of training your kids with to do everything. Right. So how, yeah. what, what would you say to that?
1: Well, I think um, I, I was recently just encouraged by someone in my life, a mentor in my life, who said, what if you just trained one thing a week? Yeah, one thing per kid. So my, I might be able to double up on two and two because the olders and the youngers or whatever. But if I picked one thing a week and I said, I'm going to teach that at the beginning, I'm going to explain it. I'm going to show it. I'm going to model it. And then I'm going to expect them, you know, in the next few days to do it with me. And then by the end of the week, I'm going to require, ask them to do it on their own. If And she was, it was so encouraging because she said, if you just did one a week for the year, they would have learned 52 things. And it was kind of like, Whoa, mind blown. Yeah. You know, that is a lot. But now you're just saying, I am trying to accomplish this one goal, this one task. I can make it known. I can write it on a whiteboard. We can sing a song about it, whatever. But something we can do each day for seven days of the week or five if we want to do Monday through Friday. And then we know we have finished and they have been given the responsibility for that one thing. Next week, go on to something new. That seems really attainable in my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really encouraging and attainable. So tell me this, um, why are we talking about this on our podcast? I mean, this, this is a, a podcast where we get together and we talk about marriage and family in the Christian life.
1: Mm-hmm. What, what
0: is distinctly Christian um, and biblical about what we're proposing here? And maybe to answer that, you know, why what would happen to our kids if we never taught them this? You mentioned earlier we don't want our we don't want to equip our kids to be lazy people. Right. We don't want to allow our kids to be lazy people. We want to equip them to be hard workers. Yep. So right there, there's one thing, and you already said that. Mm -hmm. But are there other reasons that this is important to talk about here on a Christian marriage podcast?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of the verse, Proverbs 22, 6 that says we should train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And we often think about that spiritually, which I think is definitely one way we train up our children. But I think about it emotionally. I think about it in just their physical jobs, work ethic, all of that. I think about it intellectually. I mean, I think every area of their life, we're supposed to be training up our children in the way that we would want them to go. And this... Falls into that framework in my mind.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. I think there's also a sense in which, um, in order for our kids to get to a place where they can look at the Bible and look at the gospel message and mm-hmm. look at the a response to the gospel message, they need to be, they need to have a measure of independence in order to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if their whole solution system involves going to mom and dad to solve their problems, well, then what happens when they're confronted with the problem of sin before a holy God? Well, let me go to mom and dad on that. Right. I think in, it's important for us to teach our kids independence so that theologically they can stand before God with um, enough independence to have a personal faith faith, and a personal trust in the Lord. Yeah. And in doing so, the irony is they just transfer their dependence from themselves onto the Lord. Yeah. So there's kind of a full circle here in which th- the end goal for our kids is not for them to be independent people in right. the, on the planet. Right. But for them to learn independence so that they can transfer their dependence onto Christ. And um not be lazy, and be hardworking followers of Christ.
1: Right. Yeah, that's great. That's a great point. I love that connection there. Well, <clears throat> thanks so much for joining us this evening or morning, <laughs> or whenever you're listening. We'll Midday. Talk, midday. Could be any of those. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time.
0: See ya.